So what's up? The last like three or four claps I did on podcasts were always like I barely missed my hands. So <laughs> this is <laughs> just a clapping whiff. Is, <laughs> clapping is hard. Hey guys, it is. Except when someone tells you to clap at this exact number and then right. it becomes like a near impossible task. Like, <laughs> I know. The more the lead up time is for the clap, the more I, I start to overthink how to clap. <laughs> yes. You know, if you're, if, you're, if you're constantly missing your claps, I might I suggest you do the old elbow trick. Just stare at your elbows and don't think about the clap. <laughs> okay. That's how high fives work. I'm sure it works for claps. <laughs> I'm always staring at elbows and not thinking about the clap. <laughs> God, more I would, people I should say this. like the, me, the, the me when I'm an elbow this. fetish. Me when I'm an elbow fetishist who's <laughs> me being an elbow fetishist about to get the clap. Damn, God. that girl's got some fucking bones on her arms. <laughs> she's a god, and she's got elbows. <sighs> I, 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 not to, not to, not to get anyone in the audience too riled up, but I do, in fact, have elbows. I'm, I'm, I'm ready to admit that. Wow, <laughs> damn, Bro- that takes courage. Broke is, broke is purposefully uh, taking your selfies so as to not make, so, so as to make sure your feet are not in the picture. Woke is to do that, but with elbows. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But uh, you, uh, you cannot do both at the same time. Is the thing right? right? <laughs> you can't hide both your elbows and your feet. Because if you, the thing is about the human anatomy is that if you hide your uh, your elbows, um, your feet have to be in the picture just by like right. It's it's like that. It's. Of it's course. like that. Uh, I'm pretty sure fake thing, that, the pseudoscience that people love to pass around about, uh, like being blind makes your smell better. I don't know yeah. if that's real. That might be real. I don't know. I I know. Very I don't know. I've things. never been blind or uh, <laughs> smelled good. So sure. Right. Cool. <laughs> right on. I, I think I I I, I Janos, I'm sure you've smelled good, but uh, yeah. I, I don't know how well. I don't know how well you smell. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I just <laughs> Super went into a different direction and I decided to roll with it. <laughs> you smell well. <laughs> you smell. You smell fine. Yes, Ooh, Roy. <laughs> Roy got um, sent to the. You smell. Realm. You smell well. Superman smells good. Exactly. <laughs> that is the joke, Sarah. <laughs> you flipped it and reversed it. Roy, you there? You were lighting up for a second. Yeah, I. Uh, okay, I, good. My yeah, my my internet decided to just not exist for a second, but I'm back. I'm, it's fine. You got. I sur- I, my internet. My internet wisely decided that I wasn't mm. going to be here for the majority of the elbow conversation. So, <laughs> there was so much great elbow stuff. Yeah. Really, well, really let me hold on. Let me yep. hold on. Hold on. Celebelbows.com. Oh, no. See if this exists. <laughs> oh no. Well, nope. it'd be wiki elbows, wouldn't it? Wiki elbows. Wiki that's elbow. it. Wiki elbows. Anything? 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 Nope. Ah, man. Elbows. Wait a minute. Electricianwiki.com product elbows, nipples, and couplings. Okay. Oh yeah. The electric construction workers love to name all their tools some super perverted shit. <laughs> I'm I, I'm pulling out my penis wrench to use on this pussy <laughs> oh, bolt. No. bolt. I I found something incredibly bad. Like if you Google wiki right. elbow, uh, oh, the no. first thing please don't click on it because, uh, oh, I actually oh. I had a typo, but it so it did it did give a result that is, says wiki and it's a Twitch <laughs> clip and it's incredibly disgusting. Don't look at this. I don't know what I was looking at, but <laughs> I need to I need to find this Twitch clip now. Yeah. Now, well, now we have to know what it is. Thank you, Philip, in your clip of wikielbow.com. Yep, that's it. That's the one. Oh, you look great, Philip. 
Philip. <laughs> Philip. Philip Giamatti. Philip Giamatti. Philip Giamatti. <laughs> I think that's who was in this movie because he was very bad in it. <laughs> yeah, this movie. Man, we can't talk about the movie in the cold open, but man, this movie. <laughs> oh, the, have you found Wiki Elbow, Sarah? Yeah, I, I found. I'll post Wiki. Let me post Wiki Elbow. Okay, Please, I can't find it. Okay. <laughs> honorable. What is it? Crunchy honorable fungus something. Twitch loves to just mash four nouns together to make their uh, four or five words together to make their to make their link titles. And the thing is that they recently ran out. They they hit their they hit their dictionary limit. I guess what. I mean, with with the number of people, with with it being like the only streaming service, yeah. and uh, people making countless clips a day, like large numbers, eventually you're going to run out of words. I I have never noticed Twitch's, that. You, you you do need to remember that Twitch has been around for like ten years and has had an extremely fervent user base for that time. I don't know how long they've been doing this for, but like I there is like a, 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 a an old League of Legends gift for my for my team that I support uh, that was like so re that was like so recognizable that I could uh, it was like shallow arachnid something or other. Let me let me see if I can find that. Uh... The bottom line is number go up. Number go yeah. up. Number go up. <laughs> Number machine An go burn. Annual, sh annual shallow Black Widow spider was the <laughs> clip I'm thinking of from six years ago. Jesus. Crunchy Honorable Giamatti. Crunchy Honorable Giamatti. Crunchy Honorable Giamatti. I was just going to say, entirely unrelated, but one thing that has been on my mind, like, in the past, like, few hours, and I... I want to I want to get like everyone who's uh, who's listening to this to um, to to get on my side and say that I am right to get mad about this. <laughs> but, so I have my most successful podcast is who watches the watch. And we should talk about the Discord series. There's actually like a ton of other Discord podcasts, but there's like a, f a few bigger ones and. Mm -hmm. um, we have like in in the recent like in the last year been like recognized shouted out by some of the some of the bigger names some of them are like friends with us so there's been like a digital convention mm -hmm. for like discworld fans where they had a podcasting panel mm -hmm. and they invited four <laughs> other discworld podcasts but they did not send an invite invite to us they didn't <laughs> even ask shafted this is very funny because um, I, I um, Blair, I don't know if you've been experiencing this, but I have the, uh, I'm logged into the Wonder Yerks Twitter account on my phone, um, and I do have push notifications on just because I like to know what people are talking about my podcast, but my notifications have been overrun lately because three weeks ago, a different Animorphs podcast added all of the Animorphs podcasts oh and said we should make a super Animorphs podcast <laughs> called the, the Animorphs podcasters are going to be in the Animorphs movie. <laughs> And so there's just been a ton of replies to that chain. And I, 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 I listen. I like the hustle, but also Capplegates disowned that work. I'm not. I'm not. Put, I'm not fucking hustling for something that she and uh, the other guy, whose name I don't remember, yeah. are not on board for. I'm not. Go, I'm not fucking going balls to the wall for a Percy Jackson situation. Yeah. <laughs> also, but anyway, the, the the end of this story was like I posted on uh, on Twitter like uh, that complaining about how we're being disrespected by. Um, 
by the like Discord podcasting community. And then uh-huh. I get a message from uh, from the host of Desert Island Discord, which is like the most uh, popular Discord podcast. It has like a thousand Twitter followers. Uh, and how can I do message me? I did ask on who watches the watches behalf, but wasn't successful. Oh so, dear! <laughs> it's not just that they forgot. Uh, Someone was like specifically asking for them to invite us, and they said no. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Nega Nega was there saying no. <laughs> Sonaj. <laughs> Sonaj is good. Sonaj is good. All right, we should probably get into the episode. I, I recommend it. Episode. Yes, let's. <laughs> let's go. Now that I have let out all the frustration with this convention, I had I would otherwise have have had no interest in going to, but. Uh, <laughs> Now that we've been, like, purposefully disrespected. Ain't that about a bitch? I am angry on your behalf. As am I, as am I. <coughs> My um, recommendation for this episode is being mad on Janusz's behalf. Mm-hmm, Thank mm-hmm. you. Um, Sarah, start the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Rating, everyone. It's your number one uh, Aaron Sorkin writing room podcast. Uh, I'm Sarah. Shut up. <laughs> I'm Blair. And we're joined this week by not one, but two special returning guests. We've got Roy. Hey. And Janos. Hello. Returning for the second edition of March Night Shyamalan, which is our <laughs> Yes. Our Coincidentally, also the last time I was in this podcast was also in March 2020. Oh wow! Oh, 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 that was too long ago. That was too long. That was that. No, Janos, the last time you were on this podcast was like five years ago. That was not last. That was not last March. That was not last March. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, um, I, 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 uh, this this entire thing would not have come together were it not for Janos reaching out, uh, because I I had not had anything planned for March, and then when Janos was signing up for uh, a slot, uh, he was like, "Hey, uh, so." We've got, there's, you've already got like signs and the happening in March. And I mean, the, the, the me slot could be a, I'm not Shyamalan thing if you want to do a theme month. And I'm like, fuck yes, that's perfect. Especially because, and it's all worked out so wonderfully because now we get to do our 200th episode at the end of this month on, uh, I, uh, uh, the sixth sense. Oh, sixth sense, not signs. We not signs. I'm so excited <laughs> for you yeah. to do this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> our 197th episode was signs, and our 200th episode, our 200th episode will also be signs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be very first. funny. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> but I was gonna say I'm so excited for you to do signs because uh, not signs, sixth sense. Now, <laughs> now I am getting the brain worms. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for you to do sixth sense because that's like I watched that movie like two years ago, and I still think it's really good movie. Um, it's a good movie. But I, I I think that it's like it's it's. 
yeah, I think it's good. It's good, and more importantly, it's not only good, but it also has like good performances. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Haley Joel Osment's great in that movie. I love little so I love little baby Sora. And and Bruce Willis does okay too. <laughs> yeah, Bruce, Bruce Willis does a great job it. in that. I'm just it like I'm always like, more, I'm always impressed by a child actor. It has like themes that are, you know, somewhat relatable, right? Coherent. <laughs> Yes. Coherent, yeah. It is not. I have about no idea why. I, I have no idea why you're bringing this up because the movie, that, the movie that we watched for today is also extremely potent with themes and <laughs> <laughs> themes and the, plot and characters. Those okay, I, go, I will not go so far. I will not go so far as to say that it has plot or characters, but there are <laughs> themes, and the themes are mainly that writers are good and film critics are bad. Yeah, <laughs> that is true. God, this movie has like, oh my god, this movie for, is insane. This in, this entire movie is fucking Tyrion at the end of Game of Thrones saying, "What's the who, and who is the most powerful of all? Wizards, sword fighters, storytellers." Narf. <laughs> and I'm pointing at Bran. Narfs. Narf. This movie is the most pay, embarrassing pay, movie pay I've Peter seen Dinklage in my life. Peter three hundred dollars on cameo to get him to say Narf. Please, <laughs> we're we're going to Narf. So we watched. Um, M. Night Shyamalan's 2000 and... Ooh, I actually have no idea when this movie came Four. out. 2004, I believe. 2004, really? Man, he was on a let me double check. Let me double check that. Might have been 2006? 2006, it yes. was, 2006. Yeah, I know it was... I know it was... In the mid two thousands, because uh, my story about this, my quote unquote story, uh, pun intended, is that the saddest thing about this movie is that it's literally the only movie that I can think of off the top of my head that I saw with a friend at high school because I had no friends, and I was so fucking excited to do something with a friend. Yes, <laughs> that, like after I saw this movie, I was like, I like tricked myself into thinking that it was good until oh, like dear. the next morning, and then I woke up in a fugue state. Like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How oh, how you, old you were, were you there? You were... Like, not to date yourself, but uh, I was. I think it was my junior. I think I was sixteen. Uh huh. Oh dear. Yeah. Oh, 2000, 2006. You're what? You're thirty-one now. I'm thirty-two. Boy? 32, if it came out so in 2006, I would have been 17, but whatever, same shit. All high school ages are exactly the same. Like, that's that's so just true. <laughs> Watching this in 2021 for a podcast, I was able to get like some enjoyment out of this movie, but like all of the enjoyment was like, oh my god, I can't wait to talk about this. If, yeah. I, had paid, if I had paid any sum of money yeah. to see this movie, I would have dem- I would have fought tooth and nail to get it back. If I paid someone five cents for the for the torrent that I uh, obtained very legally to watch this movie on, uh, if I had to pay five cents, I would have fucking fought someone to the death to get those five cents mm. back. <laughs> If I had watched this with a friend, I would be, like, embarrassed to talk to that friend ever again. I would get a friend divorce. I watched this with a friend. Um, my The friend that I live with. Um. <laughs> oh, yeah, I watched this. I, I made, like, four of my other friends in a different server watch this movie with me. And, and I will say, I was embarrassed while watching it that I was like, Emily, you don't have to be. <laughs> she, she was like, she, afterwards, she was like, yeah, several times I thought about just leaving, but I was like, no, I'm going to stay here in solidarity with Blair, who has to watch this entire movie. Such a fucking embarrassing movie. Like, I, are you ready? There's a ton of bad movies in the world, right? There is. Oh, yeah. but, but, like, if you watch fucking, I don't know, what's a bad movie? If you watch, if you watch like, fucking the Kevin Smith uh Oh, Kevin Smith, Walrus Man? Walrus movie. Yes, yes, yes. Tusk, yes. Speaking of Haley Joel Osment. Yes. (laughs) That's, like, bad, right? But you don't feel like 
you don't feel like actively embarrassed for the filmmaker to have put this into the world. I know. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. It's rare like, that I feel embarrassed for Paul Giamatti. Uh-huh. Oh man. I The I, amount of cringe Paul has to post in this movie. I was <laughs> I felt so bad. She's not the actress I felt the worst for, but I felt so bad for Bryce Dallas Howard, who had yeah. to do who had yeah. nothing to do, nothing. but had to be there all the time. Do, just on screen for a hundred minutes and just doing like fucking manic pixie like like the the manicest pixiest dreamest girlist type Except thing. Not manic at all. She's on like fucking quaaludes. She is yeah. not doing anything. <laughs> That's true. Very calm pixie dream. She's, she's there to play literally a metaphor. I know. Her name is Story. Uh, uh, hold on, I. That one was so obvious that it took me until now to get it. Like, I, I just, like, oh that God. one just, like, I was like, oh, this is a really stupid name. And it wasn't until I said it out loud right now that she is story that I was just like, oh, my fucking God, I hate this movie so yeah, much. Yeah, it was something looking at the cast of this movie before I started. And I was like, oh, Bryce Dallas Howard is in this. You know, if it's a bad movie, at least I really like Bryce Dallas Howard. <laughs> you know? She's like, not to say anything good about the movie The Village, which is the previous M. Night Shyamalan movie, at least... At least you had to do something in that. Yes. <laughs> like at least this, this is such an interesting because because with y'all talked about signs mm. last week, uh, and that's like a movie that is like fine. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not great, but it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Um, I, I, I was sitting here looking at the Wikipedia for this movie because I was so entranced by what was going yeah. on that it, this this was a really hard movie to take notes for on I, like alone. But I was also just like so entranced by what the fuck was happening that I couldn't really take my eyes off the screen. <laughs> um, and I I'm looking at the Wikipedia here and I'm seeing like the you know there's a, there's always like a two sentence synopsis that's up at the top of the page and right, I yeah. see. The film's plot concerns the superintendent of a Philadelphia apartment complex who discovers a young woman in the swimming pool. Gradually, he and his neighbors learn that she is a water nymph, or NARF. And I'm like, wait, 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 shit, shit. Is, is NARF, like, an actual, like, thing? Is that, like, like another no. word for, like, siren or something? Did I, and then I click, I click water. I, I, I googled NARF disem- <laughs> definition <laughs> to figure this out. And Wikipedia says NARF may refer to NARF, a fictional creature, a sea nymph in the film Lady in the Water. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the back. You know what the backstory is and for the story. And also, narf, that, narf, that, an injection used by the car- car- cartoon character of Pinky and Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> Sarah, do you know what the backstory for the whole narf myth is? Because mm. there is one. Mm-hmm. What? So this this movie was released alongside with a book called oh "Lady in the Water: Colin, yep, a Bedtime Story," written by yeah, M. Night Shyamalan. This this was this movie was marketed as like a bedtime story by M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. yeah. Like that yeah, but that, that book is tw- that book is just the, just the narf story, it's, with like it's, illustrations it's, for children, and it's apparently like a bedtime story M Night Shyamalan came up with to tell his kids about what happens in their pool, <laughs> which like yep. cool dude, you're rich, you have a pool. <laughs> <laughs> why why is it that two of M Night's most like well-known bad movies have to do with his kids. There's this one, which is like, he made this up for his kids, and then there's The Last Air Man, who uh-huh. was like, came into being because his kids were like, we like to watch Avatar The Last Airbender on Nickelodeon. And he said, I will make this into a movie. What? Like, think... I'm not saying it's their fault. <laughs> no. <laughs> but. But. <laughs> I think. I do I... think we should try M. Night Shyamalan's Children in the Hague. I think. <laughs> 
I think I'm trying to like create like a portrait of M. Night Shyamalan as a man through watching his <laughs> movies. It's, you it's, gotta. I mean, this, I this reveals to. a lot about him. Like the movie the th- that came the before this, that, like, The Village, was a movie that was like not good, but at least tried to do some things. I thought um, it was interesting, you know? It yeah, was interesting. It had some genuinely scary scenes. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that already suffered from um, having a twist ending revealed by M. Night Shyamalan's character. <laughs> <laughs> that was also just a really stupid twist. What were we talking about like two seconds before you talked? You said that thing about the village. That has something to say. I'm sorry. Don't uh, I don't I, trying his children oh, in the about M Night Shyamalan. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I, 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 I'm thinking about like we we talk about how this and uh, Avatar are both like things he made for his kids, and like I feel like that's the thing you hear trotted out like by like actors very often who are yeah. like. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty, like, financially set. I just kind of want to do... And this is, like, why you see, like, you know, Carrie Elway's his Bobbly Wobbly in the Oogie Loves Big Balloon Adventure, where he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking fiscally, f- fiscally set, but I want to do something that the kids will enjoy. And, you know, it's varying degrees of truthfulness, depending on, like, you'll see, like, you know, Brendan Fraser was never doing anything for his kids. That man needed that paycheck for Looney Tunes back in action. Yes. Oh, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> But like for a director to be doing it, like it's it's not. This is not him saying, "Yeah, I'll appear in a movie." For like, I am going to craft you know, something from the ground up for from whole cloth for my children. You know what? Other director did the exact same thing, though. Hmm. Uh, Robert Rodriguez. He made Spy Kids. Oh yeah. For yeah. Yeah. Spy Kids. Spy Kids. Was, Wait, Spy Kids was it was Spy Kids or Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Now I don't know. Either either one of those but, was well, like no. He, he made Shark. He made Shark Boy and Lava Girl yeah, for yeah. his children. I remember. I remember reading a di- in a Disney Adventures <coughs> magazine an interview with him where he talks about how his son would say, "Look, Dad, I'm Shark Boy," while they were yeah. playing in the pool together. <laughs> I feel like the difference is that Shark Boy and Lava Girl is actually for for someone's kids. Yeah. This, yeah. this movie is for M. Night Shyamalan, which oh, I yeah. think I think that is the issue because I, I don't know. I, I'm not going to make judgments on his actual moral character, so I'm, I'm not going to, you know, whatever. But I think he's a bit of an egoist who's very self-interested. <laughs> and he, no, what gives you that idea? <laughs> um, so I, I think whenever he is like, oh, I'll do it for my kids, what he means is like, I'll do it so my kids respect me more. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do it so my kids will say, wow, my dad can fucking move the film industry on our whims. Yes. <laughs> my dad is freaking epic. Yes. Um, and so it becomes about him, and um, and then it's um, very strange. And it feels like... Um, I interrupt the podcast, but I gotta kiss my dog. The felon is about to leave, and they need to say goodbye to me. <laughs> Thank you. Hello, Fallon. Bye, Fallon. Hello. 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 Moment. Hi. Bye. Bye. Are you going on your errand? Yes. Okay. Uh, All right. They're so weekly, like talking about the weekly plot. culprit errand. They're what? They're weekly what errand? Culprit. Uh, I see. Yeah. Their their we their weekly sticky icky job. I see. I <laughs> the see. sticky icky run. Uh, uh, um, I I the amount of serotonin. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're the one packing it into it. Yeah. <laughs> I might. <have laughs> We have fun here. Oh, we yeah. have fun here. <laughs> the ser- the serotonin, Roy. I have to be honest. The serotonin I get from just hearing you and Fallon interact is such a delight. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
let's, so I'm gonna let's start talking have... about the actual plot. Yeah, yeah. I, have, I have like a really, I paid attention to this movie, but I still feel like, like I have um, imperfect understanding of what this plot was. I wonder why. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> it's just a whole lot of things happening. <laughs> None of them made sense. I, there was a moment in this movie where Paul Giamatti was look, was running around looking for a writer and I had looked down at my phone for maybe five seconds before that mm-hmm. and looked up and saw these exchanges and I'm like, I understand something important is happening, but I don't understand why and I don't understand yeah. why. That was that was this entire movie. Like they say the word they say the word like eagle one time and then suddenly the, the next time they say it, it's like you know now it's like now and then there's the next time they say it, it feels like you're expected to know every I'm gonna get this toothpick out of my mouth so I stop slurring my fucking speech. <laughs> the, they say eagle like one time and then the next time they say it, it like you feel like you have missed like thirty minutes worth <laughs> of plot about the the great eagle. Yeah Eatlon. <laughs> Man, it's scrunt. It's, scrunt. scrunt. Can we talk about scrunt? Can okay. we talk about these words? How this allegedly <laughs> comes from like some non-specified, but I guess supposed to be Korean language. The famous Korean language words of scrunt and narf. Right, I... because because we we meet we meet our Paul Giamatti as Cleveland Heap, which is <laughs> good name, Cleveland a great Heap. name. Paul at his Giamatist. <laughs> Pause be geomatting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he he is like the the superintendent of a of a apartment complex uh-huh. and he finds the titular I'm just gonna try and do a quick rundown of this plot so we can get into the shit of it. Go for it. Yeah. So Paul Giamatti finds late titular lady in the water whose name is Story. We find out that Story is a what, what is called a narf, <laughs> and uh, when Paul Giamatti attempts to take her back into the pool to return her to the blue world, which she talks about, they are attacked by what is called a scrunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Paul Giamatti just asks around the asks around the complex trying to figure out who it is. It turns and uh, one of the uh, one of the women, a uh, young Korean woman, says, "Oh, uh, I my mother my my grandmother used to say the word." narf when telling us bedtime stories let me ask her about it so uh grandma gives gives him the rundown and so suddenly we are all trying to get uh we we they they have to meet a writer who is uh played by m night Shyamalan himself and when the writer meets story the narf the writer will become inspired to create a great work of writing that will eventually inspire a president and he will also be assassinated for his beliefs at some point um <laughs> they then have to all work together to get to get mm-hmm. fucking story back into the blue world. Mm-hmm. So they have to get together a coalition of the 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 guardian, the symbolist, the guild, and the healer. They try and fit. They try and fucking do the matching of identity of people in the co- apartment complex to these identities. They fuck it up once, then they do it again, and they get it right that time. Um and. Paul Giamatti, they throw a big party. Uh, uh, the 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 scrunt tries to attack Story, but then a guy who's only buff on one half of his body says, "Nuh-uh," <laughs> and stares the scrunt down. But then he stops looking at the scrunt for a second, and the scrunt attacks. And the Tartudic, which I haven't talked about, but they're basically monkeys. It's real. So it's Rillaboom. The three Rillabooms in a tree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 beat the shit out of the scrunt, and then. The, the great Eatland, the eagle, uh, which is a giant eagle, don't worry about it. It shows up and it takes Story home, and then that's the end of the movie. Uh, that's yep. the end. <laughs> you Sarah, got it. 
It sounds like you listening to you describe that sounded like you telling me about a dream you had yeah. like I two would, years ago that you remember really well, but it is a dream you had two years ago. I would love to pay I would love to play a game where I I get to get a Paul Giamatti, Bryce Dallas Howard, you know, all the all the people involved with this movie and I would pay real human uh, money to any of them who is able to tell the Narf story without like <laughs> slipping up. I know. There's no way anyone understood it. Like that's... I, I, the thing that really bothers me about this movie, like uh, uh, besides everything else about yeah. it, <laughs> like the thing is that like I kind of love this core concept as a story, like. Not not like the whole everything that's happening, but like this the idea of like this apartment complex where some like just a mundane apartment complex with this cast of characters, this ensemble cast, yeah. and then something su- they're just drawn pulled into some supernatural thing that affects the grand world order completely outside of them. Um, not I'm setting aside M Night Shyamalan's com- character for this part of the conversation, uh-huh. <laughs> and like they just have to come together as like this small community as they have to come together to help like write this supernatural thing that has just landed suddenly in their lap. I love that concept. This movie is awful. <laughs> it's yeah. I so I there's there's like very crucial like like on a very basic level things that are wrong, very wrong or deeply strange about this movie that felt wrong or and or deeply strange about signs which is to say the camera work is bonkers it's <laughs> the shots oh my god there's so many shots where you don't see the person talking the entire shot yeah right it's just from it's just from there it's just over the shoulder it's like you're fucking in a resident evil game <laughs> it's i think it's trying to be like artful or whatever but it's not it's an art not. movie. It's not even like the the genre. It doesn't. The plot doesn't try to do anything artful. You yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, the um, first shot of this movie is Paul Giamatti's <laughs> face from a close-up, and there's like <laughs> a family in the background who are like rooting for him to kill like some sort of like animal or whatever that is like in their house, like a mouse or I don't know what that is. It's just like a really long shot that is just like lingering on him and he's just trying to like stab this thing and we, we never really know what it is or like why this had to be the way we start the movie. Yeah, and it goes on for such a and long time. Yeah, it's like tries to be played like as a... I, I, for so many bits of this movie, I have no idea if this should be funny or not. <laughs> I think it should be, and it's, but it's just strange because, yeah, it's the, it's the writing because there's just sentences these people say that are just so wild because at one yeah. point Paul Giamatti is like oh it's not a creature there's no such thing as a creature and I'm like what do you mean there's no such thing as a creature <laughs> there's no such thing as a creature <laughs> I, 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 I assumed it was some sort of th- like it meant like the implication was like in this world creature is something that is only used to be to refer to as to refer to like something mythical i would say a monster would be a better word to use than creature because things are creatures <laughs> like i i turn i turn my head 180 degrees and i'm looking directly at a creature in a little well not a little tank it's a 50 gallon tank but you no know, she's got she's in a tank i i have a creature in my room there are creatures i am a creature what are you talking about there's no such thing as a creature <laughs> I do love this though. Like, <laughs> God, Sherman's writing is so profoundly weird. 
Really it's like this this person has like and and even in his good movies i think like mm-hmm. even in uh even in six sense and unbreakable sense, yeah. uh it's it's like it still like has this artificial quality to it mm-hmm. but like in to those movies like they're they're like movies that are like trying to be weird or, or like effectively weird i think so right, it like yeah. kind of works mm-hmm. but for for this movie movie where all the characters are supposed to be like just your everyday like colorful characters you meet in an apartment complex and none of yeah. them speak like a normal human person <laughs> yeah, no. I no, no, there, there's there's the I, I mentioned him in my synopsis, but there's Reggie, the guy who only works out one yes. side of his body, which is honestly some of some of M Night some of the funniest writing I've gotten from M Night Shyamalan is just that one joke of the guy who's the only buff on one side. <laughs> I do like that guy, and he does it for a scientific experiment. <laughs> it's a metaphor. Um, the the critic in this the, movie, yes, the critic is so fucking like the. Everything that comes out of his mouth is insane, because he is—he obviously holds disdain for literally everyone, but will humor Paul Giamatti's nonsense for way longer than is warranted. <laughs> the, everyone in this movie this, is a cartoon. Everything is a, yes. about this movie, like this is the—I I said earlier that this is like a super embarrassing movie, and it's—it's it's really embarrassing for like M Night Shyamalan and the person specifically because every single aspect of this movie is supposed to like show his how do i put it like it's it's this this ongoing like metaphor or this thing about how it's like him being the writer Mm -hmm. uh, who will then save the world right and this story is gonna inspire him and everyone comes together to fight it and then there's like this he says that he's going to inspire a future president who's an orator Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is like but it's like every single aspect of this movie is just like feeding into his ego. It's like it's like this 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 microcosmos that you like look at, and there's no character. The, the the critic is not a character. The critic is just there to be epically pawned. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I I I need to just like devote the next ten minutes of this podcast to talking about the fucking critic because this this, this critic is. This critic is very obviously M. Night Shyamalan creating a punching bag of, like, he's, he's strawmanning. He's strawmanning, yeah. like, very yeah. specifically. He's strawmanning uh, uh, he's very harder Roger than Ebert anyone has ever strawmanned. Yes. He's very specifically strawmanning uh, Roger Ebert. Um, like, this the, this guy is, like, the, the guy who's playing Bob Balaban, playing mm-hmm. Harry Farber. Who, like, by the way, he, is such a funny guy in other, other like, things I've seen him in. <laughs> <laughs> he did look familiar. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, he's what, been in a million things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he's, he's, like, he's all modeled after Ebert, because at one point, uh, uh, Paul Giamatti asked him, hey, how was that movie? And he said, oh, it sucked. But, like, everything out of this guy's mouth is just, like, a lampooning of all film critics who said that M. Night, who said that The Village was not good. Because, like, <laughs> Paul Giamatti is like, oh, yeah, so you're a critic, right? You do any writing? And the guy says, oh, I haven't done any writing in years. Uh, and, like, at the, after he sees the movie, the when Paul Giamatti asks him about it, he's like, oh, it sucked. The characters just said all their motivations. Who does that? And this is... and. They, they, and yet another romantic movie where they confess their love in the rain. What makes everyone so fucking horny for confessing love in the rain? And I'm, it, it's just like, like, yeah, but the, the, the way that he goes out is also so, 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 so on the nose. 
the way he goes out is does anyone else want to take this because i'm i'm still like processing it does anyone who watched this movie less recently than me want to take it the, like explain how he fucking dies <laughs> he... i mean go for it sorry <sighs> Oh, no, 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 no. If you want to say something, go for it. No, no, no. I have. I, I was just going to take the gauntlet, but Roy? <laughs> yeah, okay. You so can have he, the gauntlet. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Okay, so he he's walking down a hall. Um, They, what the fuck? They, like, there's, like, an epic cut, because, like, the, the stoner guys, there's a coven of stoner men, um, comedy stoners, and they, they say something, because they have some kind of revelation that I don't remember what it is, because who fucking cares? Right. And then it cuts to him. It cuts to epically owned critic man, and he's like walking down a hallway by himself, and he comes up on funny scrunt, and it's growling at him, and he does a big monologue about how he, you know, this is the moment where the side character that everybody hates is gonna get away, and he's gonna learn a valuable lesson, but then he gets epically eaten alive by Grass Wolf. And that's how he dies. And then there's no mention of him ever again for the entire rest of the movie. He, he talks to the camera for a minute and a half saying, well, if this were a movie, then the, the, this there has not been any cursing or or sex yeah. or violence prior to this point. So this movie is certainly PG-13, which means that you will bear just, I will close the door just barely before your yeah. claws get me. Which, and it's just like, it's just, it's, it's. It goes for fucking ever. It's just it's like an insane thing. Like, this is such like a basic level to be interacting with this on, but, like, why is this character saying this? Like, why, why is this character's, yeah. why is this character's reaction to say, well, I'm obviously in a movie right now, so, uh, This man ding. should have been, like, Roger Rabbit animated, and, like, everybody else could have been. <laughs> Regular <laughs> They would have bought it. it. No, it's just the fucking, it's just the guy from The Critic. It's yeah. just, it's just uh-huh. <laughs> But this th- this scene is like once again th- th- this scene is so embarrassing because <laughs> <laughs> because he the point of the critic is right the point of the critic is that earlier in the movie Paul Giamatti asks him when we'll talk about the Asian family again because I have some thoughts <sighs> on them they're really bad like the, yes, the, we must the university student and her mom but like basically she he learns like some uh more elements of this myth about how there needs to be a fucking it's a guardian a symbolist a guild and a healer and also while i'm here i I am just looking at the wikipedia page and there's just this insane start to a sentence (laughs) on there which let me just give this to you the tartudic an invisible simian like (laughs) quartet that serves as the blue world's peacekeepers (laughs) do you think there's anyone like is there do you think there's a fandom for this movie no. <laughs> no. I have to find out. I have to find out. I have to find out. Roy, you find find out. Uh, Anyways, yeah, no, it's uh, Yeah, so my, my yes. point was, so they, he asks this film critic because he knows stories, right? He has mm-hmm. has critis, critiqued so many movies and stories. And then he was, he's like, well, if this was a story, it would obviously, the guild would be like a group of people who you wouldn't expect them to be. And that's, then he thinks, oh, it's the stoners, right? But the point is mm-hmm. that the critic is wrong because he thinks the stories are so predictable and always the same thing, the same scheme, but he's wrong about it. And then in this scene where he gets, ki- uh, where he gets killed by the scrunt, he's also like monologuing about how, well, if this was a movie, I would obviously not be killed because I'm the asshole character that barely gets away because it's a PG movie. But mm-hmm. then he gets killed. Oh, ex- expectations subverted. 
this critic fucking <sighs> sucks because he thinks movies are predictable, but they're actually not predictable at all. I am M. Night Shyamalan. My movies are so fucking unpredictable. I have so many good twists at the end. Uh, I am fucking... I'm a genius and critics just don't understand me. But th- the reason why this is so embarrassing is that while the scene is happening where the critic is saying these things, you know exactly he's gonna be murdered because you know that this is gonna be the point M. Night Shyamalan is trying to make. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Incredibly predictable and it goes on for so long. Oh my god. Oh, his, don't do yeah. this, Roy. His hands <laughs> are just made of I'm ham. just saying I had to provide proof. Um, for the listeners, Roy just dropped um, uh, fanfiction.net uh, uh, slash movie slash lady in the water. Yeah, there's, there's two only, fanfics There's in only here. two. There's written, exactly two gotta, people in the world who like this movie. Written, I have to say, written in 2014 and 2015. Uh-huh. What the fuck? Whoa, A wait. Christian decade after this movie came out. You know, way, these these, these fanfictions are pretty using. short. We could just read these as a bonus episode. Oh I swear to fucking God. Fanfiction.net has an app. Um, Fanfiction.net anyway. does have an app. There yeah, is, these are uh, both I did like find one other thing, uh, and this is not um, not quite on the nose as much, but uh, there is one <laughs> one thing in uh, on Archive of Our Own. Uh, here it is. I haven't taken a look at it, but the title of this is Description of Lady in the Water through Google Translate, <laughs> which... Okay. Which I can't, I can't in any good faith bring this into your podcast since this is my podcast bit, but uh, I'm just going to put this here for if anybody wants to see. Oh my I will God. look at this. <laughs> what does it mean, run through? I guess maybe it'll say. Just it, like, just see, like run through Google Translate a bajillion times, and then ba- like from English to Spanish, Spanish to French, French to German, German to Japanese, Japanese to like Hindu. There's yeah. no way uh, this could become I guess more San- confusing. Sanskrit. Hindu Hindu's not a language. Sanskrit's the one. What I yes, yes. Thank you. Oh man. Um, and then back to English. Yes. So I, I'm just gonna like just grab a paragraph here, and I, I, I think we should have a little fun here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the original sentence, and then you'll get the, the, you'll get. Here, so here's the original sentence. Heap goes to the critic for help in working out the identities of the other characters. The critic puts forward his suggestions. Heap then decides that the symbolist is Mr. Dury, the healer is Mrs. Bell, and the guild are the stoners. Translation. He received help from hip specialists to find other numbers. The superintendent raised his recommendation. Then hip decided that the surgeon was Mr. Dory, the caretaker Miss Bell, and the company was white. <laughs> find more rooms with medical staff. The journal advises him. He, he, he later claimed that the contract was white. Miss Bella. I Can I read a bit of this? Because I'm losing my fucking mind. Oh, go, go for it. By okay. all means. Okay, here's the original sentence. The woman is Story, a Madame Narf, which fucking put a pin in that. She is too scared to leave the apartment, so Heap holds her as he falls asleep. Story tells Heap that the scrunt is hunting her and that she needs to give advice to a great person so that they can change the world. A scrunt can only be defeated by a tartuic. Uh, and then the translation is, The story of Mrs. Naff. She was too scared to leave the apartment, so Hep held her in his arms as she fell asleep. In this story, Hip says that Scrant is watching her closely to change the world. He should give him good advice. Scandal could beat Tartuchik. Tartukich, sorry. Women's history. I left the room as if he were asleep. Hebe said Kakan is currently watching the world change and needs really good advice. This may be Tartuk's curse. <laughs> God, we're having a lot of fun here, but I want to talk about uh, <laughs> Yang Soon and her mom. Yes, a, can we please? Yes. Good God! So, 
this 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 actress uh whose name is Cindy Chang doesn't mm-hmm. sound like that. No. <laughs> As you might no. have guessed, she's yes, we, she's yes. a Chinese American actress who's mm-hmm. grown up in Brooklyn. She sounds like a person from Brooklyn. She's doing a horrible accent in this movie. My <laughs> my my roommate is like that's not even a Korean accent <laughs> remotely. Like even if she was going to do a bad Korean accent, she's not even doing like a bad Korean accent, you know? <laughs> Uh, well, this I mean, is a universe where like every Asian culture just like doesn't exist and it's just something completely different. Scrunt. Scrunt. Narf. Yeah. Narf. <laughs> I And then like she's like a university student, right? Um mm-hmm. and her first introduction is like she's like out there uh in I don't know, like it's it's when she's... the critic moves in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the She's critic a thotty like, with a heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and the crit- critic like gives her a dismissive look, like, "Ooh, there's no way she actually reads or whatever." <laughs> and then, like, throughout, but for for whatever reason, she's uh, she likes Paul Giamatti, and uh, she like <laughs> helps him out with this narf thing, and it's this entire narf myth is relayed in the most obnoxious way. <laughs> it's so annoying because because. The, the the person who knows the Narf myth is uh is Young Soon's grandmother, uh, who only speaks Korean. And so Young Soon has to be there for translating the entire time, which is like which is like that's fine, but also like they do that they do exposition through Young Soon's grandmother through Young Soon like three discrete times and it gets less and less uh <laughs> tolerable. The third time it gets is, worse the third time every blows time, my yeah. mind. Uh-huh. The third one is fucking mind blowing because the, the third, third one is one like is incredible. He like he like <laughs> Paul Giamatti like kicks down Miss uh, uh, Young Soon's grandmother's door at, at like eight p.m. Is like let me talk to your daughter and I need to I need to know some things about the scrunts and the narfs and she's like oh uh, she's like uh, hold on daughter my daughter is at club I I'm going to call her on my phone God. and then you can you can talk to her while she you you talk to her while she is at a bumping club and then she will translate to me and then we will play telephone with this telephone it is so it's funky. incredible unfucking watchable it goes on for so long <laughs> and it's like it's and we get these reaction shots of like th- her giving her giving him the phone then we hear like young soon but with all this like party noise in the background and she's like oh give me give me give me the phone back to my mom and then like he gives the phone to the mother but then he needs to go away because the mother hates him so then we see like his like disgruntled reaction shots and he's like looking uh, uh, and then he gets the phone again shots. and then she tells the story but then he asks again for more details and then he gives he has to give the phone back to her it goes on for like five minutes which it's... is like this is the central myth of your movie you have to relay it in a way that isn't like that is like in in some way comprehensible. <laughs> it would the, the, be fine if they like did something with this. If it was like if if they actually did play with the with the like Google Translate of it, you know? Yeah. And it like lost something, and maybe that is what contributed to them reading the whole interpretation thing wrong. But no. Yeah. Child, epic, ser- epic cereal boy just reads the cereal oh boxes wrong. We'll, we'll, <laughs> we have to talk about the cereal boy in a minute, but I, I I want to say like. <laughs> Two more things about like these, the these characters, Yang yeah. Soon and and her mom because the, mm-hmm. the 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 final way where he gets the, like it's always like 
just a bit of the myth for whatever reason. Like she never tells him the whole story at once, uh, which is which is stupid and annoying, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, for the first one, it's like when when Yang Soon's mother tells like just says one sentence, and the Yang Soon t- translates it as um, these creatures are called narfs. Like just one sentence. Yang Soon's mom didn't say the word narf a single time. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. There's a there's another word for it in Korean. I'm yeah, sure. of course. <laughs> Narf and tartutic and scrunt are just like translations of Korean words. Yeah, those are those those are simply that's simply traditional Korean yeah. uh, words. <laughs> and then the final bit where he gets the final information, there's like Yang Soon is like, you have to talk to my mother, but. She doesn't like you because you're an you're, you're an intruder. And you, she has to see you as a child. And then there's an incredible bit where oh, Paul Giamatti oh <laughs> eats like cookies with milk, and he needs to get like milk on his mustache. He's not allowed to wipe it. Yeah, and then he, he gets he, look, he 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 looks like he just ate my ass after I got cream pie. <laughs> hey, God. Hey, hey, you don't need to make this worse than it already is. <laughs> It's actually fucking... Blair. It's in my co- actually Blair. You should check the details of my contract. I actually do. I actually am required by law to make this worse than it, than it already is. Pretty sure she does this at least once an episode. Yeah. <laughs> and then Paul Giamatti like crawls to fetal position and lies down on the sofa and like whips back and forth until she's like, "Oh, she's so cute." This grown ass <laughs> Paul Giamatti adult. I I now see him as a child. Paul it's... Giamatti adult. Paul Giamatti adult baby moments. <laughs> Literally. Can we oh can we cram Giamatti into the phrase adult baby? Uh, Paul Gia baby. Paul mm. Gia baby. Mm-hmm. That's not a Paul Gia baby. <laughs> a Paul Gia baby. <laughs> A pa- simply a Paul Gia baby. <laughs> uh, oh my god! I can't. Can oh you do better? God. Can you do better than that? <laughs> no. No. So it's a Paul Gia baby. Okay. Well, I'm Gia sorry baby. I asked. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your cross to bear, Blair. I know. I it's your know. cross. It's your cross to Blair. You won me back. I'm, I'm back on board. I'm back on board. <laughs> Excellent. Um, do we want to talk about? Do, what do we want to talk about next? Because I, I would love to talk about the stoners. I would love to talk about the myth. I would love to talk about Serial Boy. Yeah, I, I want to. I, so I really want to talk about Crossword Dead, played by Colin Powell, uh, and his epic Serial Son. <laughs> This man Please. played Colin Powell in the same movie where Thanos played George Walker Bush president. And uh-huh. I'm losing my mind. Uh-huh. <sighs> Epic cereal boy. Uh, <laughs> this fucking... Can I... I have a list of tenets. Can I go down it and maybe we can Please. pick from it? Please, yeah. by all means. Okay, so we've got Asian grandma and her thotty with a heart of gold daughter. Check. We love them. We love them. We've got Crossword Dad and Epic Serial Son. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, we've got M. Night Shyamalan and his girl boss sister. Yes. Classic. We've got yes. Tummy Man and his nag wife. Funny. <laughs> um, we've got Where Do You Work Out? Parentheses, the library, also my hog. Yes. Um, <laughs> we, we've got, we've got 
I guess stoners, um, written by people who don't know anything about people who have ever smoked weed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got epic ownage film critic, um, Gran Torino. We've mm-hmm. got hippie cat lady who everybody, the movie itself included, takes entirely to damn seriously. Um, and big stereotypical Hispanic family that I don't think get any names, which is very cool. Um, there's just many now, of them. And, That's the joke. And Paul Gia baby. So. <laughs> a Paul Gia baby. A Paul Gia baby. <laughs> I'm so appalled. Spalding ball. <laughs> God. <sighs> I think that's everybody. Yeah, and and you might be thinking, listener, that seems like too many characters, <laughs> and you'd be right. <laughs> no, where you're wrong is they all serve a purpose in this great myth. They're they all fucking this don't. This myth is, the is thing. so bad. They certainly don't. <laughs> this myth is so fucking bad. Like it's it's clearly written by someone who who has never like it. It is like the same the same type of myth as like fucking. J.K. Rowling's like Ichabod stuff or whatever where it's like clearly written by someone who has never uh, actually heard what bedtime stories are like like the point of bedtime stories are that they're easy to follow and that they're yeah. like you know there's like and things it's, it's, not, it's, not about, it's not about Narf and Scrunt and Totorix <laughs> Tartarix the, the, the first most important thing about the bedtime story is that it doesn't have fucking 50 words that don't exist <laughs> that you have to keep track list. of just some sometimes like listen i i love a good proper noun like i played control and i love you know the oldest house and all of those yeah. things but there are just points in this movie where it feels like someone just loaded a shotgun with, filled <laughs> with as every every proper noun they could possibly fit in there and just fucking <laughs> blasted your brains out with it like yeah. just you're getting scrunt and you're getting narf and you're getting the right like the writer and the 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 fucking oh god the writer the writer <laughs> you'll have to let's the talk writer. about epic serial death first Please, yes. Yeah. Let's, epic crossword so, dad. Epic crossword dad and epic serial son. Yeah. Come on, Yanosh. <laughs> this man cloned himself. Yes. Truth. Because so, so the, we, we meet epic crossword dad who does crosswords. Um, and he has one of the funniest scenes in the movie to me, which is uh, there's a scene where. Uh, so story, the, the narf. <laughs> <laughs> the madam narf. Story, the narf sounds like, like that's just something like a Sonic character. Yeah, just, just, like. The fact that she's called Story is ridiculous enough, and that she's a narf. But now, for the first time, I am hearing the phrase "Story the narf." It, <laughs> it just—it's just on an entirely new level. I—I I, I really am just imagining this, like in, in like in like Sonic the Hedgehog, <laughs> Knuckles the Echidna, like like n- snarf the snatch snatch the weasel, narf <laughs> or Story the, the narf. I don't. Th- is his name actually Snatch? I can't remember. There is a weasel like named something like Snatch or something. I hope it's not Snatch. <laughs> it's not Pussy snatch. ass the weasel. Don't love that. <laughs> so there, there's this scene where where um so story the narf <laughs> story the narf is not allowed to talk about the blue world from which she hails uh in the in the in two other people but uh, uh M. Night Shyamalan's sister shows up and says so when I was a kid I used to when my mom would ask me are your friends doing illegal things I wouldn't say yes or no but I would tug on my ear to say yes which was still snitching but it didn't feel like that anyways you should try you should try doing charades with me to guess to so I can guess what you're trying to say while you sit in the shower um 
and at one point they gather a shit like 10 people from the apartment in the in the room and they're like okay i think that i think that i think that we've got the guild here which is the stoners we've got the healer who is the the hippie lady and we've got the 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 symbologist the or whatever the fuck is it the symbologist i don't Might remember be. i think you're right yes um, and so he, he, a symbolist, uh, so, <laughs> so that, then, I uh, uh, fucking Paul Giamatti hands, Paul Giamatti hands crossword data crossword puzzle and is like, Hey, uh, do, do your, do your symbols. And he's like, well, I did my symbols and it says this, this word meets this word. And that means that we should do a party. And then this word I stu- I struggled a lot with, but then it suddenly came to me sonorous. It means that there might be need to be a band or something in order for it to go right. This is exactly how I solve crosswords. <laughs> And it's just it's just it's just like a minute of 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 Jeffrey Wright just like looking at the camera and being like, well, when 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 six down was WKRS, the radio station, that means that we need to use radio waves to tell all the people around us that they're ha- we're having a big party for story the narf. And when when eighteen across was narf, that means that narf. <laughs> Adam I'm drawing Narf. Story the Narf as a Sonic character, by the way. Uh, yes. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, but then it later, later it turns out that he's not the symbologist, the symbolist. It was instead his son who, the entire time we see him, he's just noticing patterns on the back of a of a cereal box and his his method of divining the truth was to look at all the cereal boxes in his cabinet <laughs> and read them from left boxes. to right and then when you re- arrange them properly he says oh shit this says that we need to do there needs to be a brotherhood of se- a sisterhood of seven people and uh this is what the back of my lucky charms and cap and crunch say when you put them together <laughs> the fucking cereal boxes I cannot fucking believe this movie it's it, everything we say about this movie I have watched this movie and it still feels like it's a fever dream. <laughs> like, literally. Like, still, like, li- I, I just finished watching this movie, like, two hours ago. Um, it is, and it's, I, I just, you know, there's, like, it, I said this about signs, and I say this about uh, Lady in the Water, too. Um, uh, oh, shit, they're making a sequel? <laughs> God. <laughs> Good joke, fun joke. I don't think M. Night Shyamalan backspaces ever. Um, and I don't think he reads what he had previously written ever. Of and course that, not. If he read what he had previously wrote, he might decide, oh, I might want to backspace that. So there's all too many details, all too many twists. And they're not even particularly po- like potent twists. You know, They're just like, whoops, we were wrong. Let's do it right now. Um, the stakes feel so low. So low. They feel so, like, I, I, I watched this movie. I didn't watch this movie. This movie happened to, to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I am shocked that this movie got, was under two hours. Like, I'm, I am impressed by M. Night Shyamalan that he fit, fit all of that garbage into, like, what, a hundred and, uh, 109 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, impressive. It's deeply impressive. I um, mean, when you don't have, when you don't have, a, when your plot is, when your plot can be explained in like five minutes, you have to spend the rest of it just meandering. It's, it's, but it's, the, it's the slowest possible way you can get from point A to point B. There, there is like at the same time too little and too much plot in this movie. Like yes. it's just, yeah. 
there's there's a lot happening but it doesn't amount to anything like as you said blair the stakes are or that's I don't know which which of you said that, but this the stakes <laughs> of this movie, right? Like it should be like on paper the stakes should be high as fuck. Like it's it's like, you know, this 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 person who needs to get back and you know, there's like mm-hmm. these monsters, these this crunts, and there's this big mm-hmm. eagle, right? Like it's it, it could have stakes, right? If we like cared for if story was like a character we can yeah. maybe care <laughs> for her to get back, but she's like nothing. Like the the, the title char- her for for her being the title character, I I feel like she's in the movie for like fifteen minutes. Like yeah, the thing is that she's she's in the movie for the entire runtime, but she's like an active participant for five minutes. Yeah. The rest of it is just spent of her being just like a singular, like she's not objectified in the classic sense of being like, Oh, that's a, the whole look at the big bazong. She's objectified and that she, she, she has the exact same importance on screen as a lamp. Yeah. Yes. And, the, and the, the core plot of the movie or like the core, like the things that happen, I guess, because plot would be, I'm not sure we can call this a plot, <laughs> but no. the, the, the core, like, conceit is that there's there's all these characters and there's the story and now we have to puzzle them together which of them fits into which role in this story like it feels like a it feels like a i don't know puzzle game where you have to like fit things into slots i guess and find out which one belongs to which one like you have you have this inventory of fucking it feels like Puzzle a dead and open world RPG. child, and you have to find out which one is which. <laughs> yes, but yeah. but we care so little for what's happening because it's also like based on like if it was based on a story that we know, you know, maybe that yeah. could be interesting. Uh, if it was like yeah. a, a well-known myth that uh, that this like th- the concept of it being a modern fairy tale could be cool if it was like a well-known Good. story that got applied <laughs> to. Um, to modern times or whatever that could be right and we 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 see that shit all the time yeah. like you 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 know we we all love our classic stories being told through a modern lens we all love clueless absolutely we, we all we all, <laughs> we all love, love clueless, clueless but this is i did actually, i did watch clueless for the first time last week and i gotta say that's a that's a pretty funny movie it's i have good. not seen it i don't like i don't like the part where where paul rudd fucks his sister at the end but <laughs> okay. yeah that. okay Cool. The, um, I mean, they the, do go out of their way to point out that it's ex stepsister, but it's still is it's still a sister. If you have to, if you have to explicate, like yeah. I, I watched yeah. it for a class, and my professor explicated, well, there's no blood, li- there's no actual like blood relation between them, and the face that I made in response to that was, yeah, just like, I know, I believe, like, you, like I believe you're the, right, but I believe the original exactly. story it's based off of is even more incestuous, so they <laughs> backpedaled <laughs> as much as they could. I think. Cool. <laughs> yeah, but like this. He has so little understanding for what makes like if it <laughs> because the myth that that gets like reimagined that gets like reapplied to this modern thing I guess is so mm-hmm. incompetent already like his his the, the bedtime story as a base is just confusing Th- that means that now like we we don't care what the guardian and what the healer is. <laughs> Like, no, yeah. I just want this movie to be over because yeah. there's just, yeah, it doesn't establish what we're like looking out for clear enough, soon enough. Um, it's because it, first of all, it's spread out through the entire movie, like we talked about, which is like a great, like grueling. It is 
it is a, an, an exercise in um, um, patience in order to get, yeah. gain yeah. anything. A patience I did not have, so I learned <laughs> nothing about the myth of this uh, uh, that is the core conceit of this movie. Um, and yeah, it's 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 not simple enough. It it's altogether too complicated. It wants to be. Um, it's like M Night Shyamalan was like, "Hey, what if I wrote the Dark Crystal?" You know, <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that into existence. <laughs> there's just Didn't, there's also it just, listen. It just it just got canceled off of Netflix. They're looking for a new. They're looking for new blood for it. Okay. <laughs> better than I don't know. I have no idea if the Dark Crystal Netflix is good or not. So. Um, I yeah, more like, the, more like the dark piss. Oh, <laughs> hey, <laughs> nice. There's just this other thing also that like there's there's too dang much to everything, while that it's also nothing. Like there's yeah, every single character has like five quirks. Like yeah, why why does Poggio Matti has have a stutter? What does that? What does that? It's so bad. Because it's, it's so bad. Add, they add the stutter just so that he cannot have the stutter around yeah. story, I guess. And yeah, the the stutter is like I I I don't have like a particularly pronounced stutter. I I don't think I I don't even know if I would call it a stutter. But like you hear me like run up to word like 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 just like kind of like run up on words occasionally. They like, have to like. You heard me at the start of the sentence saying I I I like right, that's yeah. just kind uh-huh. of how I talk. But like the the. I don't know. I don't know. It just It just feels sounds like really th- fake. Well, it's fully fake. Yes. I feel like they yeah. had to be like, Paul Giamatti, we need to humble you even more as an actor. <laughs> we need Can to you make- be giamatti Yeah, so we, we need to make you the most humiliated character. Paul giamatti in, in a movie full of deeply humiliated characters, unless you're M. Night Shyamalan. Um, uh, Speaking need, of need, fucking we, we witch... Need, we need to make this man as cucked as possible without ever actually giving him a romantic interest of any shape or form. Yeah, oh I mean, God. he comes into this movie with murdered wife and children. God. <laughs> he is sad Paul Giamatti. I, he is! I truly, I, I, I didn't, I don't think, I somehow don't think I realized that he had a child and he had the children and wife that were murdered. I did not clock that somehow. They mention it probably twice. <laughs> and I happened to be paying attention during one of those moments. <laughs> Um, Incredible! Um, this literally is sad. Paul Giamatti, though. <laughs> so this this movie is like like being like asking for like a meal, you know, like being served a meal. Except what you're served is like fifteen hundred communion wafers that you have to eat. Um, there's just too much, but they're insubstantial and they don't even taste particularly good. <laughs> exactly. Let's do, do we want to talk about do we want to talk about Mr. Knight's character? Yeah, I was gonna film? say that. Please, Mr. Knight Shyamalan. <laughs> Please. So, Epic martyred world savior writer. <laughs> he gets introduced so, by... There's there's a whole lead up to that where Poggio Amati <sighs> goes through every single person in the apartment complex and is like, hey, have you not considered writing? Maybe maybe like, a book? He's trying to find maybe the an essay? Have you considered uh-huh. like just have you ever written like a fanfiction maybe fanfiction.net <laughs> an exhausting process what petfic anything you written a creepy pasta <laughs> like he he <laughs> every single person and they're all like mm, no not much of a writer never written a creepy pasta boyfriend scenario <laughs> 
grueling. Another grueling. Never, 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 never written, never written uh, One Direction uh, uh, <laughs> adoption adoption fantasy stuff. No, uh, okay. Particularly long Twitter thread, maybe. Uh, you, have, you ever, have you ever said, "Let's get into some game theory"? <laughs> never even posted. Yeah, like, man, he, posted. He even asks the fucking stoners. God. If they're like writing on an essay, working on an essay or something. Listen, don't denigrate, don't denigrate stoners. I'm a stoner, and I've written, pl- I've written plenty of essays. I wrote I, one I last week, and you. after we're done recording, I have to cram an entire uh, p- uh, essay. Yeah, but you're like a real stoner. You're not a movie stoner. <laughs> so true. <laughs> you're like remember, a person, like a human remember, being. <laughs> remember when he asks uh, the the Asian girl? Uh, what if she's written if she's writing anything for school and she says no all of my classes are multiple choice yep <laughs> what which classes? exists what classes what possible classes in what world would you not have to do a long an- like uh, or at least a short answer yeah. question yeah in what universe the, the, I, I've had some multiple choice exams it's never gonna happen that it's every single class like you're yeah. yes yeah like there's Ugh. especially because she there's, reads a lot like yeah she's working out at the library <laughs> but anyway oh, then he uh, he comes across Mr. Knight and his sister Vic ran Vic and, Vic ran and he's he, he finds his like his manuscript that has like a paper on top that says do not read <laughs> and then he reads it and then he reads it and it's called the cookbook so he's like, oh, God. fuck off. And, and, and when he, when he, he, he asks M. Night Shyamalan about it later, and M. Night's just like, yeah, I was just trying to write something about, like, the social, the society, that we're, you know, we're living in a society these days, man. I just want to talk about, like, the social ills that plague us. Yeah. It's his fucking Unabomber manifesto. It's the yeah. fucking, have you seen, I, I have watched a ton of Neil Breen movies recently for normal <laughs> reasons. And yes. <laughs> The, one of the things that really sticks with me about Faithful Findings is that mm-hmm. he always just talks about how I have uncovered all these corporate and government secrets and I will expose them to the world and they will see and all this corruption. But it, it's never he never makes it clear what they are. It's all just the most secret government and corporate secrets. QAnon. And that's how I feel <laughs> I mean, about what Emrah Chayamalan's book is. He just says... It's all my philosophical thoughts about the way the world works and the social issues. What are it's those? So... Who knows? <laughs> Who's I to think say? That, like the thing is that like in 2006, like I I think that uh I think a brown person in the United States might be particularly uh, motivated to write about the social things that they have faced for maybe the last say five or so years. Uh-huh. Yes. Mm-hmm. So like I. I feel like there's an angle that could have been gone at. For, even if they're just going to say, yeah, it's just like my, my free-flowing thoughts, man, about like what's wrong yeah. with society. Like, like coming from someone, like, some, coming from in, like, post-9-11. Name an ideology. Like, right, like, say one ideology. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right, but, like, the fact that he just says, yeah, man, it's all my thoughts and my ideas. <laughs> it's pretty cool. And, like, then, then, then Story walks up and is like, your writing will change. You will, you, you will inspire Barack Obama, the sequel. <laughs> 
and 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 then he will become president and you will be assassinated. She tells him that she tells him that his wife will have two, seven children and he will meet two of them. His yeah. sister will have seven children. Oh, his sister. I'm sorry, his, his sister. Yeah. I, I in my head I mixed it up and I was like, damn, are you telling? Are you about? To, are you like literally like cucking this man from the future? Like you're telling this man that he is. That would have been better. I mean, not that it matters. Right. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> God, and there's like this. Like, I fucking love speaking to get of post nine eleven, can you can you can you? Sorry, sorry, Yamas, I don't want to cut you off, but just briefly, can you imagine like the fear that you have to live with if you're if someone tells you that your your sister will have seven children and you'll meet oh my two God. of them? You're like the first kid comes along, you're like, all right, we're we're doing good until that's, and then your sister calls like, you're, I am pregnant, and you're like, oh. also would you seven just, children. Would you just tell your sister not to fuck? <laughs> Well, that's got its own uh, complications involved with it. I am always telling my brother not to fuck. Personally, I don't know about the. I don't know about y'all. Mm. My sister, yeah, my sister moved in with her boyfriend this weekend, and I. My last words to her before she left were: I put my hand on her shoulder. I said, "Emily, I need you to listen to me now. Do not fuck. You can have my you final can have words. One child. Do not fuck. As, Goodbye. Change the world. As soon as your second child gets born, I will have to fear for my life. So yes. <laughs> my god you would, god, you would I, I was gonna mention so much <laughs> I, I was gonna mention because sarah you said post 9 11 and there's this weird thing about this movie that never gets elaborated on is that there's like several scenes where paul giamatti just like sits in a room contemplating and there's the news <laughs> coming from the tv and it's all like war reporting and it's like about iraq or whatever and it just never gets elaborated on like it's it, I, it's it's all just set because like we we get that that like thing that the, the, it's all set dressing to like p- sort of prove M Night Shyamalan's point because yeah. the the open like the 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 Star Wars title crawl we get is uh, David Ogden Steers narrating I just about this. the. The stuff at the start, he's just like, the magic. I'm just reading off the Wikipedia here. The magical narf of the undersea blue world provided guidance to humanity millennia ago. Humanity has forgotten that relationship, plunging itself into the devastating wars that are referenced throughout the remainder of the film, seeing the looming end of humanity. The, the narf have now sent some of their human appearing young to help humanity, that they are mostly killed by scrunts, and humanity has forgot how to listen to the others. So, like, it's, what if, what if they, what if we all just, instead of doing war, we all held hands? And, like, obviously I'm anti-war, like, you, if you know me, you know this, but it's also just like damn if we if we just sat if we just listened that would be a that would be a change trying trying to make a change yeah <laughs> change the so, world change the world but it's so half-assed it's it's it's, it's john Le- it's john lennon imagine levels of half-assed yeah. just oh like it's imagine nothing. this it's, it's no, celebrities imagine singing imagine <laughs> yes 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 exactly <laughs> Amat is singing imagine yeah. Yeah. We're, coming up on like a, we're coming up on a year anniversary of that. Oh we're also coming God. up on a year anniversary of all the celebrities in black and white saying, I promise to end racism. Oh, God. my God. <sighs> God. God. The one where I... they're like, it is also my fault. <laughs> but that's it. I, 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 I I'm still just like fucking... I, I'm still just completely take... Uh, like, like... We all know, obviously, that writers love to write about how writers are the be- are the biggest and most important people of the world. Like yeah. Stephen King loves to do this. Yes, and but like the extent to which the writer is centered in this story is insane, especially considering like th- the 
the writer is like ostensibly very important for this universe later on, but with nothing else known about this current universe, it's like it just feels completely <laughs> left to the side, especially when the entire especially after like that plot like quote unquote resolves and then like for the rest of the movie we're doing uh, narf, narf hunt yeah. and, and all that shit. And it's just like M. Night Shyamalan just shows up, jerks off for 30 minutes and says, oh, writers are the best, writers are the most important, writers will change the world, and then fucking leaves to tell, to, to go back to behind the camera and say, okay, cool, now we're, now we're doing narfs again. We're going to narf. <laughs> I, Let's go narfs, baby. Love to narfs. <laughs> I hope that this movie is in the Unbreakable universe so we can see a future film wherein uh, M. Night Shyamalan plays the president and then we get to see him be assassinated oh on screen. Not, not because I wish violence against the man, because I do not. No. But I just think that would be very funny. Are you saying that in this future that the, that the, the, the orator from the Midwest that he is inspired was himself? Or are you saying that this is a this is a different president? That Are you saying that M. Night Shyamalan is, also, is playing Vic Ran, the guy who wrote this book, and then also... Orak Babama, the president <laughs> who was inspired by it and then is assassinated. That is exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god. It would be very cool if he did like fucking Glass 2 uh, but then the scrunts are there or whatever. Yeah, it's it's like it's the scrunts, it's the aliens from Signs, and it's uh, the plant from The Happening. Yes. All, all they like the the fucking the the the, the Spider Man's uh, Sinister Six. That's what it is. It's Deep. the Spider Man Sinister Six, but of M Night Shyamalan. Bring the fucking elevator devil in here too. Why not? God, God. I mean, I, I see. <laughs> I think it would be. I, anyway. I think I do think it would be a much more entertaining movie to see fucking Samuel L. Jackson fight against the scrunts. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I wish someone I just, wrestled a scrunt. Yeah. I, I know I keep coming back. To, I know I keep talking about this, and I'm just talking in circles with nothing really new to say, but I just, I cannot believe the size of Mr. Shyamalan's dick and balls to just show up on, to just write, direct, and feature in a movie where he just writes that, yes, this writer will save the world. We are, we are saving the, we are saving story. I yep. am the writer capital T capital W the writer who will save the world and influence a president who will be assassinated. I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely in awe of this movie. Like I, I just cannot believe that this was made that no one told him not to. No one taught him to maybe, maybe if you're writing a self-insert character who is Jesus and the writer, Mm-hmm. Maybe not cast Chuck yourself. From Supernatural. It's literally just Chuck from Supernatural. That's literally what god. this character oh is. Oh my god! Like, it's um the, the, the lack of restraint of this movie is like gen like I I, I genuinely admire this. Like it's you never <laughs> you you or at least very rarely very rarely do you see a movie that is this this much like looking directly into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> nobody swing. I feel like nobody swings quite this hard with movies anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like don't. No don't one get me goes wrong. this nutty with it. Don't get me wrong. With like M Night Shyamalan swung so hard on this that he got three strikes off of a single pitch. Yeah. <laughs> but like <laughs> he he did at least swing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess so. I guess so. What I'm thinking about right now is, and something I've been thinking about just in life in general is that there are so many ills and evils done in the world in the name of children who are not going to benefit from them. Um, right. And this movie is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Man. 
man. God, do, you think, do you think M. Night's kids have seen this movie? Oh, I know no. they have. <laughs> I'm, I'm positive I, they have once. I think with they their saw it, but I don't know how much they, pay att- they paid attention to it. Mm-hmm. I imagine they were at the premiere of it, and that was probably the only time they saw it, unless <laughs> uh, a, a Mr. Uh, Shyamalan was like, hey, kids, it came out on DVD. You're both getting a copy of it, a DVD for Christmas. I mean, at this point, this movie is 15 year, years old now. So at this point, they're like adults. This movie right. can get a driver's license next yeah. year. This year, actually. <laughs> or you can get a learner's permit, not a driver's license. Driver's license next year. I will not yes. go on the streets if this movie can drive. <laughs> I think God, and this movie came out the year I got my driver's license. Fuck <laughs> off oh with that. I can't, I can't believe we're an hour and 20 minutes into this podcast, and we have not yet said the words Madam Narf once. Madam Narf. Madam Narf. I fucking, and, I have been waiting to talk about the words Madam I, I, Narf. I feel like we're, I feel like we're like kind of naturally coming to an end, but before we do, before we get to the, the, you know, the closing segment of the show, we need to talk about Madam Narf, because it turns out that the, the, the story of the Narfs and the Scrunts is that the Narfs come to the land and they tell the they help the humans and they go back to the water the scrunts cannot interact with them while they're doing that but a scrunt is trying to stop is trying to attack story because they know that she is an important narf a madam narf and paul madam giamatti narf. asks uh 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 what what what, what, what was her name young soon uh yeah. paul giamatti asks young soon like well do you know does someone know that they're a madam narf and young soon says no you no one knows it. You just, that's what makes it special or something. That's like just the moral some... of the story. You never know that's who the... you are or something like that. <laughs> and Which... I was like, what? <laughs> what? What sort of, you never know when you that? might, when you never know when you might be the super special shonen protagonist, Madam Narf. <laughs> you know, and you never know when you might be secretly I be blonde. The... My <laughs> name's Madam Narf and I'm going to be Hokage. God. I fucking incredible. Yeah. So the entirety of like, uh, yeah. So they do like a whole like Madam Narf spell. And all, I mean, I was like, cool. And then she's like blonde. And then I'm like, cool. So it's like, so she's, so it's just a spell to make you blonde. Um, <laughs> and not even like, like, oh, I'm ethereal and I've got white hair and I'm, ooh, it, ooh. But she's just like put on a, a, a nice blonde wig and that's it. Right. <laughs> wig. 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 <laughs> wig. Yes, yeah, wig. right, right, right. Yes, of course, wig. Does anyone else have any further comments about the Narfs, the Scrunch, <sighs> the Great... We didn't, I feel like we didn't even talk about the Great Eatland, which is not really important, but it is just a giant eagle. A I hated eagle. the noise it made it. <laughs> That's the only thing I have to say about it. It was screech.mpeg or whatever. Screech.wave. Screech dot Screech dot is my most problematic uh, Save by the Bell fan fiction. Um, Fuck that, off. Jesus that's Christ. my homepage. That's where you can find my portfolio <laughs> if you would like to um, hire me for uh, uh, work. Uh, appearances. 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 Yeah, hire me for appearances. I'm on Cameo. Um, God. Um, I want to talk I, a bit I, about I, about the stoners for a second because we just we yeah, mentioned them a few the times. The first, the first thing we see of them or, or hear of them is they're listening to Bob Dylan, and then <laughs> one of them says, uh, "So many people are better than him." Axl Rose, Sebastian Bach, hell, 
Even John Bon Jovi is better. And Yano's logged on. <laughs> are you an are you an anti Bon Jovi uh, person? I don't love the man. <laughs> Life is a highway, though. God. Life become highway. <laughs> Can, can I? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you can, Roy. Yes, you can. Please. I can we we haven't talked about um, Paul Giamatti realizing that he's the healer and crying oh on Story oh the North. Oh my god! And, How have we not and, talked about that? And and realizing having his big revelation that he loves all of the people in the apartment building so much, <laughs> and the moral of the film is loving your eccentric neighbors yes. and their antics, and. I am in the middle of moving out of the apartment that I've lived in for four and a half years, and the only reason I've ever learned a single one of my neighbors' names is because one time I accidentally got some of their mail, mm -hmm. and another time I had a neighbor who had her name on her license plate, and that's all I've fucking ever known about them in four and a half years. I will wait in my car <laughs> to avoid encountering yeah! my neighbors um, <laughs> while coming into my building. Uh, Literally! I will risk carbon monoxide poisoning to not become familiar with my neighbors. I, 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 um, I, oh, God. Paul Giamatti healing scene. <laughs> Paul Giamatti healing scene. What did I miss? A Paul Giababy healing scene, holding <laughs> story and saying, I don't want to lose you. Uh, and the doing Pieta pose. I don't. The thing, uh, okay, I, I know I keep saying one more thing about this movie, but like genuinely one more thing. <laughs> what what is the relationship between Paul and Story supposed to be? Because I don't. It felt like it was like teetering on the brink of romantic, and then teetering back into like parent child, and then just like wobbling the entire movie. And it just kind of feels like it stayed on that balance the entire time, and I don't like that. Uh huh. Well, I don't like yeah. it is, it's difficult for um, Paul Giamatti as a human being. To yes. have a relationship with a or our charisma or like chemistry with like a with a with a human lamp, that is his curse. <laughs> that is his curse, and it's it's a difficult thing. And I, uh, um, because that is all that's because it's not Paul Giamatti again is not playing a character. He's um he's just Paul Giamatti, but sad. Um, mm -hmm. and then Bryce Dallas Howard, yes. Mm -hmm. So I think it is like uh, there's no relationship there. Is the thing they don't relate to one another. No, Bryce uh, Dallas Howard's story does not relate to anyone. Uh, she interacts occasionally, but there seems to be no sort of um, um, personality there to be um, exchanged with a different personality. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, she's anyway. there. She's there to get wet and be a waif. <laughs> yes. Um, I I will say, cause, sorry, I, I I've gone silent because I just made a staggering revelation. Yes. Uh, oh. Uh, Bill Irwin is in this movie as Mr. Leeds, and I think he's the I think he's the funny farting uh, husband, the funny tummy husband. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, he's the he's the he's Gran Torino living by himself. Yeah, he's Gran Torino. Uh, oh, yes, 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 that's right. Yeah. Um, I I I learned that uh, Mr. Irwin had a very prolific role on Sesame Street, specifically as Mr. Noodle in the Elmo's World segment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I. Think that's better than this. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, no, I, I, I listen. I'm a, I'm a huge, huge, huge Mr. Noodle slut over here. Like, I, I make I make Mr. Noodle fan cams on the daily. It's just, you know, Sarah, it's just that's like, what we're always calling you, huge Mr. Noodle slut. <laughs> I this is the exact energy as the other day when I found out that the Hitman Agent Forty Seven voice is the same guy as the Lego City uh, build the helicopter guy. Uh-huh. Voice. <laughs> um, uh-huh. I got maybe six hours of sleep last night, so the soonest we could stop talking about this movie, the better. Yeah, for, yeah. For my soul. I was just gonna let's, say let's... The, about the, the the like relationship between them. I will say I did have a moment like around uh, like I don't know an hour and a half into this movie where I was like really worried that they're gonna like kiss out of nowhere because that's how that's what many bad movies would do and it would have been very uncomfortable mm-hmm. it didn't happen so okay no but like uh, you did it's say Sarah it's, it was never clear if it's supposed to be a uh, so romantic or getting... paternal thing yeah yeah. In the in the interest of getting Blair the fuck out of here, I'm gonna take this to close. I'm gonna take this to the to the to the rating sta- station now. Choo choo, pulling into the rating station. Uh, and now please pull out the little card that's uh, under your under your seat, mm-hmm, and please mm-hmm. rate this movie on a scale of zero to five scrunts. How many scrunts are you gonna give this movie? Because I, I am leaning like, this was not fun as as Signs was. Like I think there is a I think there is redeemable quality to Signs. Um. There is nothing like particularly ridiculous about this movie that I think makes it worth watching either. This might just be like a single scrunter for me. This this is one scrunt to me, and it gets one scrunt. First off, because I think that's how many scrunts were in it. Second, <laughs> because I could not wait to talk about this damn thing. I was so fucking excited to talk about this. Yeah, me too. Like I was. It gave me that at least. This movie is lucky to get a scrunt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna give it one scrunt also, but I will also say I did have like a um, good time watching it. Not in a way as I, that I was enjoying it, but more in the sense of I was not believing what 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 I'm s- perceiving with my human eyes. Right. Before yes. Do, yes. Before we do before we do questions, I just want to share a brief uh, uh, a conversation that happened in the Discord server where I streamed this movie last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leah says Narf. Twip Marty, that's me, says Madam Narf. <laughs> Moose says, hate when Tartudic doesn't stop the JG scrunt from getting Madam Narf. <laughs> Akatui says, really hate how Johnny Depp ruined any future I had experience adventures in the Isle of Tarturic. Oh, and then Leah says, oh fuck, I'm gonna scrunt. The JG scrunt. I do want to read out just one more thing about the production section on the Wikipedia page for this. Oh, it says, please. The film was originally planned to be produced by Touchstone Studios, just as Shyamalan's previous four films, but ultimately no deal was reached. Disney executive Nina Jacobson had spoken with Shyamalan about the film's storyline, the idea for which studio chairman Dick Cook didn't understand. <laughs> Shyamalan was reportedly angry about the response, claiming that Disney no longer valued individualism. <laughs> <laughs> and in no circumstances do you gotta hand it to Disney, but <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that is so funny. Ugh. That's perfect. Um I So th- we we've got questions. Sure, let's. Um, Hieronymus Goat at, at Curse Goat asks, do you think M. Knight had to be hospitalized after trying to suck his own dick so hard? Uh, also, tell me about your scrunt sonas. Scrunt 
Uh, yes, M. Night Shyamalan was uh, hospitalized, and they had to remove two of his ribs to make it easier for him next time. Yep. <laughs> I have not seen The Happening, and so I don't know how uh, that compares to I this. Am... But... I'm so excited to watch The Happening. I just learned about who the... the... Okay, first of all, I, this is such a sidebar, but I have to say, like, um, M. Night Shyamalan does not understand what actors have chemistry with one another uh, and w- make sense together in the same movie. And this movie is an example of that, and also The Happening is an example of that. Mark Wahlberg, Zoe Deschanel. What? In <laughs> <laughs> what, what universe are they ever acting in the same genre? You know? Anyway, yeah. Continue. Yeah, I mean, that's, no why I, that's why I said at the beginning of the, the episode that it is unbelievable to me how good the sixth sense is. Like, in even in terms of, like, how well he chose actors that didn't... Like, Bruce Willis isn't an obvious choice for the part, but he's doing great in that and right especially mm-hmm. because i think bruce willis was like coming off of like a uh like that was like 90s yeah. i think yeah mm-hmm. like he he would have been coming off of like a big action stint i feel like yeah mm-hmm. and, and even like unbreakable like even even there like mm-hmm. he was able to get right great like, performances like, like the last the, the last stuff he did before the sixth sense was like uh the fifth the fifth element mercury oh, rising yeah. armageddon <laughs> the siege breakfast of champions yeah which Breakfast of Champions is not a it's not that's not a uh, an action film, but like to 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 pluck the man from Armageddon and say yeah that's the sixth sense guy yeah <laughs> that's a child psychologist and it worked like that's it, yeah that's not a bad feat he, and he, I don't know what wa- happened watched- to him like did he get I feel like he, the success of like because the sixth sense was like the most successful the second most successful after the Phantom Menace movie of that year. I think mm-hmm. so. I don't know if it's just like the success that made him like more and more uh, egotistical. I, like this just, is just this movie is just this... like him sucking his own dick so hard that yes, <laughs> the sixth sense and 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 the Phantom Menace being contemporaneous is fucking with me a little bit. I need a second. The Matrix also, <laughs> if that helps. <laughs> And Fight Club. All, the, all those four movies came out in the same year. So make of that what you want. A pretty good Jesus year. A pretty Christ. good year for cinema. <laughs> it's Okay. I, I pro- I've processed it. <laughs> 1999 is like kind of a legendary year for movies in that regard. Just Honestly, yeah. <laughs> just out of anyway, the sheer, I can't believe these came out in the same year. Factor. Right. Yes. I don't know what my scrunt zone would be. It's just one scrunt, as we t- discussed. I, I think all scrunts are created equal, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yes, and that's we are all how scrunt. I would want it. Yes, mm-hmm. my scrunt's got a sun hat, though. Just, just to be, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> just to be clear. I was thinking. I was thinking last night as I fell asleep. This is like literally nothing, but I was thinking last night as I fell asleep about how badly I want like a commission of Genia as uh, uh, like a uh, a Fullmetal Alchemist state alchemist. The sun hat. The sun had alchemist. Yeah, you should, um, but also commis- commission her as a scrunt. Yeah, I think. of course. Oh yes, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Hiyoke Bono Renkinjutsushi, and then also scrunt Genya, scrunt hat Genya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. Pretty good, uh, next good. question. No, next question from Justin Crandell at this Crandell. What do you think Mr. Knight Shyamalan was like really saying in this movie? What, if anything, did everything mean? The, what this movie was saying is that writers are great. Crank, 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 crank. Uh, yeah, great eagle. question, Justin. Um, no. Yeah, I guess like the whole like story metaphor, right? That that stories are just what uh, 
makes humanity uh, move and saves the world and even though there's the Iraq war going on or whatever there's gonna be a child who gets inspired and then grows into a great orator but you're gonna get assassinated so yeah but yeah yeah come on <laughs> don't get your hopes up too much <laughs> I think oh. he was saying north I think just um, like we're all saying north 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 to me Alright, now we're going to do recommendations. That's a narf to me. That's a narf to me. She does what she wants, but she's always mad of narf to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she takes care of the scrubs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, we're funny. Unfortunately, Unfortunately, we're funny. (laughs) I hate that we're funny. Yeah. Alright. You uh, hate to see a girl boss be funny. <laughs> Is Sarah a girl boss? I guess. <laughs> I'm podcast girl boss. Narf boss. Narf boss. Narf boss. Narf boss. <laughs> oh my god, my brain's gonna be broken for the next like week. I'm just gonna say narf. <laughs> Constantly in response to everything. Um, oh god okay okay recommendations um, do do either of our lovely guests have something they would like to recommend to our lovely audience if not i can i can go first as always i will offer that uh i had something and i don't remember what it was uh yeah yeah not... I, I don't know i have I have been watching, but this is this is the toughest sell for recommendations because to really enjoy it, you have to read like a hundred hour visual novel first. But I've been watching the like most recent Higurashi anime, Higurashi Go, and it's mm-hmm. very good. It's set up as like a remake of the or like a new adaptation, and it turns out it's actually a sequel. Um, so. I'm not sure how well it works for people who haven't read the visual novel. Um, I would definitely say Sarah because you already started reading the visual novel. Don't watch the anime before uh, before you finish that because it's gonna spoil you got great it. things for you. But if you've read the visual novel and have have been hesitant if this new show is anything, it is incredibly good. Like just just really um, amazingly good. Like especially if you're already a fan of of the story and this uh, of this these characters. Hell yeah. Right on. Um, I've got two recommendations this week. One is a media thing, and one is just a thing you... A, a capitalism you can engage with. Um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not only one to advocate for engaging in capitalism, but a few weeks ago I bought uh, a small number of uh, Pokemon Sitting Cuties plushes uh, just to have around. Uh, I, got yes. a, I, I got a Sfeel, I got a Lotad, I got a Shroomish, I got a Lediba, and I got a Torkoal. And the just the just the feeling of having a Torkoal like readily visible to me at most times is just really really been good for my mental state, and I just like to look at her uh, and all of my special little friends. So if you want to go on, if you want to go buy yourself a sitting cutie or two of Pokemon, that that might you know find find yourself a Gen three guy who you like. <laughs> Fuck yes, um, Ricky don't lose. Ricky don't lose. Um, <laughs> my other recommendation this week is going to be uh the album can't complain by kill lincoln uh it's it's how do you like do you like pop punk do you like ska what if they do you like ska ska pop punk ska punk 
<laughs> but what if it was like good though? Because like I know a lot of ska punk is not very ska pop punk is not very good, but uh, Kill Lincoln is ex- is exceptional. I've been really just listening to Can't Complain on repeat for the last like week or so. Um, it's really just very good. Fucking right fantastic on. saxophone section. Ska pop punk. Scott punk. Scott punk. Pet Scott punk. Pet Scott punk. <laughs> <laughs> um, Narf punk, is I... that anything? Math punk? Scrunt punk. punk. Scrunt punk. Scrunt punk. punk. My recommendation this week is scrunt punk. Um, <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, uh, my recommendation this week actually is also an album. I uh, finally dug my teeth into... Sufjan Stevens' 2020 The Ascension, and it truly might be my favorite thing he's ever put out. Oh, <laughs> um, it's 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 like I, I would say if you are more into his like um, Seven Swans, um, Michigan sort of vibes, you probably won't care for it. But if you like were pretty interested in Age of Ads, you're going to love The Ascension because I, it's just like. What if Sufjan Stevens was just like more crazy, and it <laughs> works so well? I, it it I don't know. It's just like cool art that you know you could tell someone was excited about making, and also it's very good, um, which is different than this movie, which is um, bad <laughs> art that someone was really interested in making that um, <laughs> is not good. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll recommend an album too. Uh, I've been, I mean, it's not not new or anything. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Tool lately. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, uh, Undertow Good. I've been listening to that a lot. Uh, it's good. I love that. I love that. That's so charming to me because the only other connection I have to Tool is my father listens <laughs> to Tool. <laughs> Fallon, Fallon was listening to it a lot lately, and then I I became that because we're the same person. So. <laughs> 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 Two individuals with one central nervous system. Oh, that's so charming. And now, yeah, and now I'm a little claymation man, and that's how I'm living my life from now on. I love that for it's you. It's good and fun. Yeah. <laughs> Recommendation, become a little claymation man in a tool video. Oh, she's dreaming. Oh, Megan's <laughs> dreaming. Oh, she's, <gasps> she's dreaming. Hi, baby. Okay, I'll keep her asleep. Okay. Anyway, hi. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> hi. Hi. <laughs> Uh, so thank you Rory and Janos thank you so much for being on podcast uh, where pleasure. can people find you uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first you can go first okay uh, I'm Roy uh, I'm on Twitter I'm at underscore Banui underscore B-N-U-U-I uh, I have a little website where you can look at my uh, art and my projects and whatever at royhub.card.co Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple other podcasts. I have podcasting is forbidden in the cloud recesses, which is about Moda Zuchi. I do it with my fiance, and I do Nana Roy's Nightmare and Era, where uh, I lost. I had a big audio mishap for the last episode, so uh, appropriately enough, we had a creepy pasta lost episode in universe. So that's what I put <laughs> out. <laughs> quite good, quite good. It's good. Uh, yeah. Um, I also have a I have a Patreon if you want to. Uh, I don't know. Get some shit and make me do art and whatever uh, at uh, patreon.com slash nonaroy mm-hmm. yeah cool. uh, you can find me at Janusz Kapuari on twitter um, you can also listen to <laughs> some of my many podcasts I wanna 
especially shout out like the two like newest things i've been yeah. doing uh, one of them is you, the you are you i i i consider myself miss so on her damn podcast yeah. but you you are like you are king motherfucker <laughs> so on his damn podcast motherfucker unlimited uh, <laughs> you guys just say words the, <laughs> the most language is language is descri- language is descriptive not prescriptive exactly. player <laughs> I talk like a goddamn Neanderthal anymore. I talk like a goddamn Neanderthal anymore, Blair. <laughs> okay, you guys. The most recent thing I've been too. doing is the Quote Killer Chronicles, which we are we just wrapped up recording, but it's still gonna be a few weeks um, as they're gonna be released. We read the book The Name of the Wind by Patrick Rothfuss and decide if it's good or not. Um, spoilers, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, but the podcast the, is very I, good. I, I like the the concept of that podcast is very fun because it's two people who like it and two people who don't like it, and then one person who has not read it. Yeah, before. that's how it started. Oh but God. now we're at the point where it's like five people who don't like it. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, you should also check out Immortal Incantations Heartspell, which is a book that we've been writing for our patreon and like recording it as uh, live readings of it as we go um and we started because it's it's become like our most beloved project among like the 15 people who were listening to it <laughs> so we decided the to 15 people who, the 15 people who are a listening to it b make all the podcasts on good episode production exactly <laughs> um so we decided to release it for free uh with like a big delay so you know if you're on our Patreon, you still get like fifteen more episodes than are already out. But if you just want to dip into it, um, you can check it out on all the podcast apps. It's called Immortal Incantations: Colin Heartspell. Uh, and yes. then you can also listen to my other podcasts: Watches the Watch, which is about Discworld, uh, and A Song of Babies and Puppies, which is about A Song of Ice and Fire, uh, and Lynchpin, which new episode just went up yesterday it's uh, about it's a podcast about david lynch and the new episode is about twin peaks season two it's a very fun episode about some very bad television mostly <laughs> oh yes very cool hell yes um blair where can people you, find you it's super easy i mean the thing is sarah you're gonna say the other podcast i have so i'll leave you that up to you <laughs> I, yep. I do i am like <laughs> It's so funny being on, on, on like, fear baiting episodes because, like, all of the other hosts have, like, so I have, like, these five million irons on the fire and these five million irons on the fire. And I'm like, well, I have, I run a Twitter account. You can follow me there if you like. It's Blair Kitch. The thing is, Blair, the thing is, Blair, you also have a lot of irons in the fire, but they are extremely offline irons. That is so true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing things um, that nobody can see. Um, uh, but you can follow my, you can look at my tweets. They're up there online. Blair Kitch. Uh, twitter.com <laughs> hey sarah yeah so uh we are fear baiting everywhere that's twitter that's patreon that's the only two places really that we use 
Um, mm-hmm. uh, Patreon.com slash fearbaiting helps support the show. One buck a month, early episodes when we get them up early. Five bucks a month, your name right on the podcast and a message right on the show. Send those messages. I don't think we've ever actually gotten... We've gotten one message ever from any of our patrons. If you're listening to this and you're a patron, send us a message. This is an order from me to you. Make uh, us say things. Ten, ten bucks a month. <laughs> yeah, you you can just fucking stick... Jam your hands up our asses and make us, make us your little puppets. Get us canceled. <laughs> Uh, ten bucks a month gets your name out of the podcast, also, and you get to uh, you you get to make us watch a movie of your choice. I again, like I said, again, jam your hands up our asses and make us your puppets. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much to Ducky Aisha, Paul Moran, hmm, Kit Spindler, and Michael Kaiser. We love you all so much. Uh, if you want to find more of me, I'm on Twitter at SunHatGenya, S U N H A T Z H E N Y A. Uh, and I also do a bunch of other podcasts, such as Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die, a leftism podcast, uh, The Wonder Yerks, which is an Animorph podcast that I do with Blair and Seda, uh, and uh, Special Grade Snacks, which is a uh, Jujutsu Kaisen watch-along podcast that I do with my very good friend Kay. Those podcasts and this one are all hosted so gracefully, graciously under noisepace.xyz. Thank you, Matt GameCube, for creating this podcast network. Uh, 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 what, 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 what was I about to say? Um, thank you, Seda, for yes. our incredible intro and outro music. Uh, find them making music under people you meet outside of bars at gaygothvibes.online. I believe that's everything. So until next time, I'm Sarah. I'm Blair. I'm Janos. Uh, I'm Roy. And remember, you can put a knife anywhere. Oh, <laughs> ooh. A you can narf. scrunt a narfed up guy <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> Super good. Oh, wait, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know we just ended the episode, but I, I, I have to talk about something completely irrelevant to this movie and everything else that I want to talk about in the opening segment. Because I fucking, I watched BDG's new video. Have you all seen that? I have not, no. no. It's... It's a fun little short, like, horror thing, which I think is, like, it's it's okay, but the presence of it, the, the thing is that, like, he put a fucked up guy he anywhere, put up like, guy. he literally just, he just put a fucked up guy in there for the sake of having a fucked up guy, and it's, I'm, I'm realizing that, like, you need to put a fucked up guy, like, somewhere important, because the fucked up guy's presence in that did nothing to uh, accentuate the, 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 the short film. It, in fact, took away from it, because it just felt like he randomly threw a fucked up guy in there. This is, like, a mini-sode. <laughs> At the at end of our episode. <laughs> You're going to put a fucked up guy anywhere. Good night, everyone. Good night. I'm going to take Good a night, nap everyone. <laughs> Good night. Good night.